0: Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Atchampong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth cap by $100 billion and in the process, creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first 1 million in net worth and beyond. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. Carter, how you Sir?
1: feeling, bro? How you feeling, I'm feeling like great, man. I'm feeling like great. I, I feel good. I look good. You know what I'm saying? Here, here you good. go.
0: <laughs> you know, I actually, I, I forgot to schedule my, my barbershop appointment too late, so I didn't get a chance to get one. But the good news is, I was like, this will give Carter a chance to, you know, shine a little bit. I know I know how hard it is. I know how bro bro. Oh my God. I know I know you be fighting for your life. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> so I so I figured I'd I'm give you a break. <laughs> <laughs> I, figured, I figured I'd give you a break. But nah man, we, we we feel good to be back. Um we are as you guys know so a couple of housekeeping updates. Uh we are still on tour for the podcast proof and profit proof and profits tour. Uh, so our next stop is in New York. So for those of y'all who missed the Houston stop, make sure y'all tap in. It's going to be a vibe. Got a special guest, got a special host. Uh, will be announced soon, but make sure you get your tickets. Yeah, you might to want to
1: get the in. tickets before the guests be announced. Because once the guests get announced, then it's gonna, the tickets going to go crazy. So like, if I were you, I would just go to proofandprofits.com and get, grab your tickets right now. Big What's facts, up? big facts.
0: And you know what? We'll be nice. We'll be generous. If you use code profit, we'll even give you a discount. We even hey, give you a little discount just because we rock with y'all because y'all y'all listen to the show, right? So so why would we not? Why would we not show you? No gate
1: as my homie JP says no gatekeeping around here, bro. We go we go big we fat, go like, man. big yeah, fat. Yeah. Another exciting update. So this would be Carter is actually his
0: first time hearing it. I wanted to break it live on the show. We officially uh, cracked the top one hundred. On uh on business and investing podcasts, so we are I think we were like eighty nine or something like that. Um, and so there were, like, for those of y'all who don't know, there are a lot of podcasts. I mean, there are a ton. I mean, y'all see it every time you're on your feed. It's somebody in front of a microphone, and so to crack uh, be in the top top ninety um is, is is a really amazing feat. So we appreciate you guys. We're coming for top fifty in a few months. Top ten. Yep by top of the year. So document the journey in real time. So appreciate y'all's support on that. And if you love the podcast, one way to help it reach more people is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching us on YouTube, definitely subscribe. You guys have been really engaged in the comments. So we really, really appreciate that. And just keep doing that. That helps us grow. We are so grateful for your support. Then we can keep doing it for free, right? We want to keep doing it for free. So can y'all help us help y'all? all y'all got to do is show us a little bit of love, and we'll yeah. keep on
1: keeping on. And, and we're about to crack that that twenty thousand YouTube subscribers too. Yes, that's sir. Soon. That's coming. That's coming soon. So again, y'all tap in on Apple Podcasts, leave a review there. If you like to watch us and see this fresh haircut I just got, um, <laughs> you know I'm saying, tap in on YouTube, y'all. Uh, we got we got a lot of great things happening now. I'm I'm excited for what's to come, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Brick by brick, y'all. You know what I'm saying, like
0: we. I always like to share the journey because especially on my, my show as well. So as you guys know, Carter has a show on the channel. I have a show on the channel. We have this uh, show together and every, every show airs every week. Right. And so we are regular human beings, just like everybody else. Right. Life comes up, stuff happens. Um, but we find a way to stay consistent and show up. But I, 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 in my episodes, I always try to like, When I have one of those moments when I realize like, oh, shoot, I don't have an episode in the vault, I actually like let y'all know. And I do that intentionally because I want to always showcase that the same struggles that anybody else has, but still decides to show up. You guys have the same capability, right? We are no different. Uh, We just want to be lighthouses and not rescue boats. Right. We just want to show you an example of what's possible so that y'all can do the same thing. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into it. So, guys, we actually want to try something different for this. What my see, that's that's exactly why I don't have my uh, messages come to my computer. That's that's uh, the reason. <laughs> but guys, while I uh, uh, turn off my notifications on here, this this episode we decided to do something different. Right? We decided to Jesus Christ.
1: the other brother. We 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 decided to do some. Um... Talk about some current events because you know a lot of the times, guys, we're interviewing amazing guests, which you all seem to love, just based off the feedback and the reviews that we're getting. But when we interview guests, we don't have the opportunity to talk about current events. And this is the Melon and Money Show. We want to talk about money, finan- financials, what's going on with the world, what's going on with the economy, right? And so while we have a chance to, to just just be sit together and not have a guest, um, we want to talk about some current events. And a lot has happened since the last time we've done one of these episode so we're really you know we're really excited to talk about the current events and like y'all gonna just be a fly on the wall on me and GA talking about some things that you know that we think are interested in going on in the world right now and how we're going to adjust and how we're going to and what our opinions are about these about these um about these events so let's get into it G. let's get into it
0: all right so guys uh first up on the list is I saw that Shaq 50 Cent And Kenya Barris have made a bid to buy BET, right? Now, this is pretty big because, as you know, 50 Cent has been dealing with a lot with stars. He has all the top shows, apparently, on stars and has been having a tough time with them. And so being able to uh, buy into a a Black network, well, and once it was Black-owned, so now I think the big news around it is now it will be Black-owned again. Uh, I think that's really, really important because sometimes I think people forget how powerful... Media is right? Media influences culture. Media influences is how people think, right? Media is so powerful. And it wasn't until recent years where media became decentralized, and we could do what we're doing right now, hop on a podcast and broadcast to potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, right? Like in t- before that there it was a gate right? those gatekeepers, like you had to like. Go through a process, you couldn't just get on TV, you couldn't just broadcast your own message, and so narratives were controlled, and there was a lot lot of power that we didn't have as a result of it. So media is a very powerful medium, and so if they're able to buy bt, I'm excited to see what type of impact that can have for sure
1: I, I, absolutely bad like um you actually sent me a reel about this where uh, uh Rashad from our your Legion was talking about like how um. You know, you never see a black person own the Chinese restaurant in Chinatown, right? Uh, you, you know, if you go to Chinatown, you see uh, Asian people that own the restaurants. If you go to a Jewish neighborhood, you see Jewish people own all the of stores. But when you come to a black neighborhood, you don't see black people own everything in the neighborhood, right? And now it even comes down to media. Like BET is the, the our number one network for the culture. It's not even owned by us, bro. Right.
0: Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Uh, Maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first one million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a Complete library of past workshops and master classes where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about financial flicks as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is like a big step in us starting to own the things that we consume, right? Which exactly. is what, you know, what's, what's holding us back as a culture uh, wholeheartedly is just we consume, we, we know how to consume, right? right? But we don't necessarily know how to own the things that we consume. So I think this will be a big step in the right direction. If you
0: can control what a person thinks, you don't have to worry about their actions. Right. And so that's why media is so powerful. And the more that we can control our own narrative, control media, the more we can have a stronger influence over culture, which inherently will have a stronger influence on the way that we show up in the world. So it's important, guys. It's why we're doing it, right? Like we show up every week, rain, sleet, or snow. Why? Is this the 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 money maker for our business? No, right? It's because we understand the power in in media in being able to impact people at scale, right? And it's bigger than money. Um, and so everybody else knows that, which is why they own the media outlets. And so now it's our turn. So super excited to see what that My
1: looks Black like. entertainment television not gonna be owned by a black person. That's,
0: That's pretty crazy when you think
1: about
0: it. <laughs> <that>. All <laughs> right, sure. so
1: another cool update is amongst all the other uh,
0: billionaire boss moves that this brother makes, Jay-Z, uh, he has is, he is recently made a bid to bring a casino uh, to Times Square, right? He actually did an open letter. Uh, I want to say it was it New York Post or New York Times, one of them, uh, basically saying why him and Rock Nation should be the group that bring the casino to New York, right? So I was just like, man, another one, right? As y'all know, Jay is always up to something, whether it's selling a percentage of title to Square Cash App. Whether it's um what else did he do recently? He sold a percentage of do stay. he That's sold a percentage of uh, Ace of Spades. Like so my say my my brother be cashing out and stacking his money. Like, like
1: here's my thing when it comes to Jay-Z. He 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 said a line that I think went over a lot of people's heads, and people didn't go deep enough to analyze it. You know. You know, and, and 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 um, what's the song? Um, God, uh, God did. He said, "How many billionaires that, that, that you know uh, came out of Whole crib? You know, right. uh, hey, I'm counting. count three. I count three. Me three, and Reed. Me and Reed. But look, listen, listen, listen to that. That's true. But none of their billions came out of making music. All those billionaires who he created, he got them on a the platform, and, I, and I'm more than sure that Jay Z was the person in their ear. Like, look, Reed. This music shit is cool, but like you see where most of my money coming in, maybe you should venture out. Hey, yay, this right. music stuff is cool, but I'm telling you, I want money going. Like, even like, he makes money off of their music. But he, like, I'm sure he had a real enough conversation with them, like, yo, right. this is what we need to be focusing at. And That's the exactly. three billionaires he made, including LeBron, LeBron the fourth, he, they made most of their money outside of what they quote unquote are most famous for. And I think we all got to understand that.
0: And and even, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a multi-layered point, right? Right. So the first point is we always say that you have to create a waterfall. People always talk about seven streams of income, right? You create a waterfall and if anything, you can take that waterfall and then go buy income. But bigger than that, when you become world-class at one thing, right? It gives you the brand leverage to be able to do other things, right? Like, So Louis Vuitton wouldn't have wanted to partner with Rihanna if she didn't have a huge brand. Mm -hmm. Adidas wouldn't have wanted to partner with Ye if he didn't have a huge brand. So not only is brand a huge asset, right? But when you do make a lot of money, right? Starting to pivot your alignment to other things outside of just entertainment, right? So for example, even with this podcast, while this is not currently our biggest money maker we understand the power of media cuz what is it going to do it's going to amplify our brand and what does that do the trust of one leads to the acceptance of many if we have y'all's trust right y'all are only going to accept the brands that partner with us because y- we y'all trust us right they can't come they can't come directly to y'all so the bigger we build our brand the more those corporations have to pay to get access to our audience. And as long as we maintain integrity of not partnering with anybody that we don't believe in, right, we will continue to maintain y'all's trust even more so because now we can charge them instead of charge our customers.
1: Mm-hmm. So that
0: is the multi-layered point is build your freaking brand as big as you possibly can. Right. And understand where the real money is. Right. Understand where the real money is and get equity, get equity. Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth? If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're going to get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in net worth. You're going to receive access to My Wealth Health which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're going to receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first-generation millionaire. See you inside the club.
1: I think um, this is off topic, but I think Ryan Reynolds made more money in one day than he made his entire acting career Yep. Selling um, I think I would cut it was some type of telephone company he had. Yeah, so does the it
0: to T-Mobile, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. He yeah. made
1: more money in one day by selling that company than he did in his entire acting career. But he uses acting career leverage to build up that company and be the spokesperson from it and then sell it. But Jay-Z has done that like five times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like exactly. That's different. That's so different. it's a blueprint, guys.
0: So it's like like so for my influencers, uh, for my digital creators. Right, end all be like it doesn't have to be your end all be all just creating content on 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 the internet, right? Just understand your end game. The same way I hope my strippers, right? Well, not my strippers, but the strip, these strippers. Mm -hmm. Hold on Okay now, okay now. (laughs) These strippers understand, right? That that don't have to be your end game, right? You know what I'm saying? Get your money, but that ain't gotta be your end game. So how can you go into it understanding that? Right. They always say build a business thinking with the end in mind. How can you go into your brand building, content creation, whatever it is you're doing, knowing that you want to use it as a leverage mechanism. And the crazy part about it is you don't necessarily have to know all the ways you want to leverage it. You just got to know that I'm building my brand this way because of the leverage that will give me. Kevin Hart and The Rock, I would say in this, in the last seven year span, they have probably done it almost better than anybody. Right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart has a vegan fast food restaurant. He has one of the... T- Best smoothest tequila's grand carmino right hey, now. Yeah, I had that
1: to, hey, bro. i tell you something. I had that and the look, other
0: day. I'm like, okay. Hey, Madge yeah. bought me. I don't know which one you had, but she bought me the black one, the top one for my birthday. I haven't opened it yet. I said, we need I'm gonna say this one for a melon and money milestone. I don't know what we got to pick one, but okay. I haven't opened it yet. And we're gonna we gonna we're gonna we gonna sip that it's like because the regular one is smooth, so yeah. This so one I had really the, the regular one, yeah. yeah, yeah apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. this one is more smooth than that. So I was like, I'm gonna save that for something. Um, but yeah, so Kevin Hart and The Rock, I mean, have continued to just leverage their brand and Kevin, uh, The Rock's tequila brand is valued at over a billion dollars, right? Yeah, he, he, um, Did he sell it already? I don't it. know if he's exited oh. completely. I know, I know he, def- he might've definitely done a partial exit. I'm not sure if he exited. Yeah. Completely. You, think, you think it's worth a billion
1: dollars already? I know it is. Oh, Jesus. Oh, right. for sure. Yeah, and yeah, and look, so, yeah. Conor McGregor, same thing. He, he Conor made- McGregor. With his with his Irish whiskey company that he did his, his entire boxing and UFC career. Right. Like, but again, so, so it, <laughs> right. It's not, I, I'm just taking no lie, bro. I'm just going all in on brand, bro. Like we hey look, GBA, go all in on brand everything else will come later. All right. Um, right. but I, mean, I, told, you, I told
0: Carter, I told Carter last year, I was like, bro, if you think that when it's all said and done, that you're not gonna have a, a melon and money store, ain't gonna have a tequila or some some brand of ours, we ain't gonna have no a partnership with a tequila company, you got me messed up.
1: Hey, look, OK, and then we, can, then we can write off the flight to the location to go source the tequila. Y'all ain't ready for that conversation yet. Listen,
0: um,
1: start with the end of mine. <laughs> start with the end of mine. Start with the end of mine. Start with the end of mine. But I think, I, I think a good transition, uh, you know, uh, out of this and just talking about just like, you know, money in general coming into black culture. Right. Um, recently, we just saw the news is probably one of the biggest breaking stories that we had in the last last week. Um, the california um California's reparation committee let me pull let me pull this back up. Uh, yeah, so the the Calico- the California reparations panel right approves payments for black residents for up to one point two million dollars each Yeesh. i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie bro <laughs> the first thing I thought about when this news broke, you no no, no no no, no 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 no, no, I mean I, I, yeah i shouldn't have moved from california but it, anyway you had to be a resident for like years because how long you stayed in california depends on how much money uh, depends do. on how much you get gotcha. exactly but the first thing i thought about have you ever seen a dave chappelle episode when black people get their reparations yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the yeah, first thing hilarious. i thought about and that's uh hilarious. and um but no on, on a serious note like so the panel approves this does not mean it's approved this means that the panel approved this it has to go through all the the um this the the the, the court systems of california with the governor and all that to, to get a final stamp of approval but they finally came together with a proposal to pitch to the state of california now what this would mean is the longer you have stayed as a california resident the more money you mm. you have gotten and they are give reparations for uh mass incarceration for redlining, for all these things that happen to California wow. residents uh, over this time period. And if it gets approved, they'll look at how long you've been staying in California, where you were living, and they'll cash you out of check. Now, everybody now will get 1.2 million, but that'd be the max right. somebody Um, And that would, that would be crazy, because my thought is if, if California adopts it, other states going to be like, yo.
0: Could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time, you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice. To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melon to Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, Head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaire's Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Right.
1: You the so- and, the
0: so- and the South definitely better, better adopt it. Right, I mean, like, how we going to start go Carolina?
1: Shit. <laughs> I mean, I, that that's the slavery hotbed. You know yeah, I, 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 I would I would assume we would have started in Alabama somewhere, but oh, yeah, I Alabama,
0: mean, Mississippi for sure. Trumps. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, they yeah, crazy. Um, yeah. so yeah, shout out to California, shout out to the residents out there. I know I got some, some long lost cousins out there. So hey, if, you if you didn't, you, you go find them when you get your check. You know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm, I'm I'm gonna help you keep it. You know what I'm saying? That's one. Of, that's one of uh, little piece. Yeah, yeah. But two two things that really stood out to me with this news is like. It is real talk. You can't give black people this much money without giving them a plan. Bro. Like, it would be irresponsible, yep. to give black people or just because any, 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 I'm talking about my people. I know I, I love my people, but I also know my people. It'd be right. irresponsible to give somebody who has no financial literacy potentially mm-hmm. one a million dollars and let them off in a while. Like that would right. be take, uh, anarchy, right? So if this does get approved, what I would love to see is the same uh panel that approved it, they should have a financial literacy program that everybody yeah. should come and should go through, not in order to get their reparations, but like it should it should be somewhat mandatory to attend a few of these classes before you get your money. So that you can so you that not that you do nothing stupid with it, but so you don't be in the same position or worse position two, three, four months later, or two, three, four years later. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, because you know what the thing is is like you are who you are. Everything else is just the amplifier. Yeah. Right. So if you get more money and you're bad with money, it's, it's going to be more amplified. You, you might find yourself actually in a worse situation. And it's hard for people to fathom that because it's like, nah, bro, I'll take my chances. Let me get that 1.1. But it's like, you just don't understand that. Like For example, if someone already has debt and then they go get a big line of credit, right? and they already couldn't prove that they can manage the, the $5,000 limit, they are going to really drown it. Now, nah, if I can just get that line of credit, I'm going to flip that. And now I'm like, no, sir. No, yeah. you're not. You're <laughs> going to be in a worse situation. Sometimes the best thing that can happen to some people is a bad credit score to the point where they can't get approved for any more credit so mm-hmm. that they don't get in a deeper hole. Right. Yeah. So so California, if y'all, you know, I mean, y'all giving it to black people. We're melanin in money. It seems like there's some alignment
1: there. <laughs> if, we'll if, come if in. You know you from know class yeah, yeah, yeah give but, us give us
0: a little government contract, you know what I'm saying? We'll come in and and, yeah. and, and
1: take care of things, you know, two quick things with that. Like, well, like to your point, there's a reason why seventy percent of lottery winners are worse off than they were thirty so so thirty six months after someone was a lottery, seventy percent of people are in a worse situation than they were before they before they won lottery.
0: Exactly. Right?
1: And that is no mistake. that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a very large sample size. In a very yeah. high probability that you're going to be worse off because you didn't know what to do with the little you had. You're not going to know. you not going to know what to what to do with the overflow. And speaking of like credit score and stuff, so, I you know I, I was raised in a household before I got financial literacy. like just don't get credit cards. Like my yep. whole family's raised on that. So as you yep. know, I just helped my sister buy a house last Big week. Fags. Shout out, not shout out to Carter. Big facts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She, she, I, I faced down today. I, I was like, I, I was like, how was it? She said it, it just hits different when you own when you own the place. I was like, look at look at God. You didn't you didn't tell me how she responded uh, about the
0: about the furniture though. How did she respond?
1: Oh, uh, she was crying. I mean, like she yeah. it was it was actually almost a feeling of guilt. But I'm just like, no, like we're not letting any of the old stuff that went in your old house. No, we get new everything. You're not gonna get a new house with our old, old furniture. That's hustling backwards. You go get new yeah. everything. So yeah. um, she was grateful. And I got a room there, she's furnishing. Like, you, so you little bit at the first my room when I come to Chicago. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> dope, dope. Nah, let Yeah, the funniest thing was her, the loan, her loan officer, when he looked at her credit profile, he said, like, I, in my 20 years of being a loan officer, I have never seen anybody with literally nothing bad on their credit score. <laughs> because she, like, was so scared of credit that yeah. she didn't get anything, right? Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I, I was going to get her there, but I'm like, let me get you the house first. Now I'll get you credit cards. So I'll teach you how to work it. But literally, by not having any credit, she saved herself from herself. Mm-hmm. See, I think a lot of people need to, like, maybe try that. You know what I'm saying? Not big facts. You know what? I'm, I'm going to
0: give, we give Dave Ramsey a really hard time. Most people do. Uh, yes. Because he, because there's two types of financial education or education period. There is teaching you how to play to win, and there's teaching you how to play not to lose yeah. right? And so Dave Ramsey, he is the latter, right. And so he's a very, you know, very abrasive message. But at the end of the day, at his core, he has helped a lot of people um get out of consumer debt, right? Um, and all that good stuff. And so that's just that's just his he I guess from his approach, he's like, I can't save the world. I can't trust the fact that, you won't get that credit card and you won't know what to do with it. But what I can do, what I do know is if you don't have any credit or any debt, it's pretty hard to mess that up. Right. Yeah. So, so, so shout out to Dave Ramsey. That's probably the first time I ever said that on camera. Um, yeah. Because some people do need to be saved from themselves.
1: Yeah. But it's like the, you, you train the unskilled player how to play not to lose. Like if you're up 30 in a basketball game and the bench comes in, the bench is playing not to lose the game. Right. Because they're not skilled enough to know how to win, right? So, like, I, I agree with that, that we should – people should play not to lose until they get the skill set to be able to play to win. Right. Big facts. You know Big facts. And I just thought of
0: the next episode. I'll share that with you offline. I know exactly what we're okay. going to talk about. It's going to be real good, too. Uh, Let right, me y'all better come back next week because it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that was good. I like that. Uh bank failures, bank failures. So we have seen a few bank failures over the past several weeks. Um, as feds have continued to raise rates uh to curb inflation um and just cool the market. They they are not showing signs of like letting up, right? Like granted, they only increased it by what a quarter of a point this past past time, but these regional banks
1: are suffering. Right, there. now. So- let me ask you this. Let me ask you. This. Ask the forefront. Right. Yeah. This is just my thought process, but you're a better financial advisor and economist than I am. If if banks are able to increase their, so inflation is happening, which is causing banks to increase the rate of return for savings accounts. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that means they have to pay. So that means they have to pay out more. For, to people who, who are keeping their money there. Yep. And and because they have to pay more, it's cutting into the bottom line, which causing them causing them to fail. So so let me zoom out
0: and give you, I think, the, the simplest way that I can explain it, that I, the way I learned it, right? So when we think about inflation, we think about recessions, here's how the economic cycle happens, right? The way it happens is the if everybody only made the amount of money and then only spent based upon what they made, the economy wouldn't grow. It would just remain flat, right? It's like your income is going to be tied to your level of productivity. So if I'm a worker that earns 50K and the most I can spend after expenses is just call it 10K, that means our economy is going to remain flat. So what, is the, what does the government do or what does the Federal Reserves do to boost the economy? They say, well, shoot, we need to incentivize people to spend and give them a little leverage. So then they lower rates, which means it's, you're incentivized to borrow. because, like, well, shoot, 1%, 2%. Why wouldn't I borrow this money? So then you borrow money. And which means you're spending more than your actual productivity. So now there's more money in circulation than there is based upon true uh, productive output, right? Under normal circumstances, that's great. What happens is people will get greedy and then they borrow more than they should at 2%. So I'm going to get this house. I'm going to get, I'm going to spend money on this. And then from a consumerism standpoint, they spend way too much money on consumable goods. And then now what happens is because people are spending more money, is creating increased demand, and because it's creating increased demand, because people are spending more than they should based upon how way our economy works. Now, what happens is the the businesses have to raise prices to curb demand. But then here's the crazy part. Here's what really makes it all messed up. Now the businesses are anticipating that this is going to keep happening, and the businesses and, also, mm-hmm. and the businesses also have access to low to to low interest rates. So what they do? Well, shoot, let's hire, let's build the bigger factory, let's get more inventory. Right, so now the business is overlevered, the consumer is overleveraged, everything's overpriced. Then, because everything's overpriced, then at some point it's like, oh shoot, okay, this is unsustainable. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is. When's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is gonna tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit mywealthhealthscore.com to get your score today. Because the middle American, average American, now is being priced out. Because what I always tell people is that inflation or saying that something costs more is a rich man's perspective to inflation. It's costing more to fill up my tank. Some people can't fill up their tank now, right? Like it ain't ain't just, it's costing them more. And that's where, that's where the breaking point happens. It's like, okay, now we got to cool this thing off. So what we got to do is, we have to now incentivize people to not spend the money. How do we do that? Well, people thinks the banks are safe. Let's raise uh, the rate to save to give them the incentive to keep money in the bank. If their money remains in the bank, what are they not doing? They're not spending, right? Then on top of that, if we're raising rates, these businesses who got that debt during the recession, during uh, the the boom, now it's costing them more to carry that debt because a lot of their rates were variable. So now Mm. the cost of capital, so now on their balance sheet, is being charged more to service the debt. Well, where are we gonna cut? Because we gotta pay the debt, we gotta cut personnel. We cut people, now they're fired. Now those people don't have income. Now they don't have the income to spend and subsequently- Or pay the loans back. Or pay the loans
1: back, that they pay the loans back which and then hurts the
0: bank. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then eventually that cools off the economy because people not as many people are working, which means they're not spending. And the people who do have a little bit of money, they're scared and they're incentivized to keep their money in the bank. So that money stays in the bank. And then ultimately that's how we get here. So.
1: All right, y'all. Hey, look, if y'all didn't get Econ 101, there you go. There you go.
0: Hey, just gave it to y'all. So, regional banks. To answer your question, the reason why they are feeling it is because now, when they are when they are lending out money, they don't they they don't have nearly as much margin. Right before they were able to get literally, basically five percent. Just when they um, put their money back in U.S. Treasuries, now because they're giving out by almost close to close to five percent, they don't have the margin. To be able to substantiate it and they're not as big, so they can't withhold like the ebbs and flows. And so that's why we're seeing these regional banks, you know, go down, which sucks. But you know, good for JP Morgan and the big guys.
1: Yeah, JP is acquiring a lot of banks. Right. JP. Is acquiring Speaking a lot. of one
0: thing we didn't have we didn't have on the current events list, shout out to Apple. So oh, the- yeah, yeah, Apple recently. Apple, um, of course, in partnership with Goldman Sachs. But Apple, I, I don't know what the exact dollar amount. I want to say like 20. This is like 20 billion, right? 20, the, 20 billion in new savings just off of their recent
1: launch. Oh, with a 4.5%. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm about to look it up. I don't want to be wrong. Apple new deposits. But yeah, I want to say it's it's close to 20 billion. Um, Apple savings accounts draw. Oh no, I was wrong. It's like 1 billion, but still, it's like been like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Apple launched their savings. Uh, The new savings account, right? Four point five percent. Actually, you know, I'm the money test dummy, so I had to try it out. Um, But yeah, so four point five percent, super strong. Which full circle moment, power of brand. Nobody thinks of Apple as a bank, but because they trust the brand of Apple, when Apple says, "Hey, we're going to open up a a bank banking partnership," people go, people flock to it. So see how full circle that is, guys. Brand is so important. But shout out to Apple because. I definitely went ahead and signed up for that thing and tested it out. So,
1: (laughs) of course, of course you did. Of course you did. And I think the last thing we want to talk about here is speaking of everything that's happened with the economy, um, you know, we now have 40 year mortgage term loans, right? And Mm -hmm. I was shocked when this came out, but shout out to MG, the mortgage guy, he made a post really explaining it. Because I think it was oversold to the media it just yeah, wasn't as with, really, as with everything, right <laughs> As with everything, right for clickbait. he's like there, there are no legitimately there are no legitimate 40-year mortgage. What you're hearing now from this 40-year mortgage standpoint is that this is this 40-year mortgage is a is nothing more than a 10-year mortgage extension for mm. people who already have mortgages and they're in lieu of defaulting. So gotcha. if you can't go to the bank and buy a house today and go get a 40-year mortgage, right? This is for people who already have 30-year mortgages. And because everything is shrinking, like you said, they now might not have the money to afford their mortgage. So instead right. of letting the bank letting them default on the mortgage, they're saying, hey, we can extend your loan out 10 more years. And now instead of you having to pay 2000 you only have to pay 1500 right? Now you're going to pay more interest, but at least you don't lose right. your house, right? Right. So so that the forty-year mortgage, for a certain moment, is just a a a strategy that banks are using because they know that people are are hurting and they're giving mm-hmm. them more leeway on extending their payments so they don't lose their home. Big facts, big facts. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Um, but at the, and at the
0: same token, I guess where my mind goes is like, I, there's no, I, well, I don't, I don't ever see me buying a house. It would have to be like. The best thing since sliced bread, where I would see myself owning that home for 40 years or 30 or however long, right? So for me, I never really like care about 30 year mortgages, or whatever the case may be. It's like, okay, like I'm, I'm looking at it from a vantage point is this a good deal right now, right? Based upon how I'm buying it. And as long as that lines up, right? I'm Gucci because there's no way I'm not going to have this house for 30 years anyway. My goal is to. Uh, ride right up the market wave at a certain point, probably exit it, especially if I'm living in the house. If I'm not living in it, hopefully I have a favorable rate and then somebody else is paying down the mortgage anyway, so it doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. So for me, I never really get caught up on 15, 30 year, whatever the case may be, because I know that I probably bought it at a good deal and I have an extra strategy anyway that's well before 30 years. Yeah. This is not 1950. Who is living in the same house? Same.
1: <laughs> Steak for you years, let alone say the That's
0: That's house. That's crazy. You know crazy. It's like, I was just thinking um, the other day before we got on the podcast, I was like, you ever had like so much exciting news, but you like can't spill your can in the lobby just yet? Like we have, y'all, we got so many exciting things coming up, but it's just like not time to release all of it. So just make sure you tune in to every episode because- mm-hmm. As time goes on, we will continue to let you guys know about these exciting updates. And we want you guys to be the first to know. But thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you liked this episode where we had an opportunity to give you guys our perspective and feedback on some current events, let us know. We'd love to do it again. If you don't like it, that's okay. We're probably still going to do it anyway. <laughs> but, nah, I'm just kidding. We, we Real talk, but we definitely want to know uh, y'all's feedback because this was something new for us. We had fun. Hopefully you yep. did too. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the melanin money show we hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time if you found this episode valuable please like subscribe share and consider leaving a review of this episode on apple Podcasts or spotify until next time